0: Want is an opportunity this is america ain't it who the fuck's stopping you this is bootlegging for each week we will discuss hbo's original series boardwalk empire grab a glass of your favorite libation and let's do a little chin wagging and welcome to bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast this is your host colton
1: and this is chris
0: and today we're gonna to be talking about the fifth episode in the series, uh, Knights of Bolygan. Uh a little bit about the series, um the name. I looked it up. It's a line from an Irish an Irish Celtic song from like the like late eighteen nineties. I don't know if you did any research on it, Chris.
1: Yeah, I, I, I looked it up and yeah, it's um in fact, I believe the song gets sung uh, in the episode, um, right at at a dinner, um, and so yeah, I I kind of started looking it up. I didn't really get a whole lot of information, honestly, but I did see that it was from uh, from a song.
0: I didn't get a lot. I tr- I honestly tried. I actually searched for a little bit. The most I got is it's apparently it's two separate songs that they've combined into one, and they say when you listen to it, you can tell that it's an uneven. A song structure, huh? Um, but there's a lot in it about um, an Irish maiden who is basically um, going for help, which makes a little bit of sense, you know, when we think about the episode, yeah, right. Um, so, like I said, that's what I saw, like, I and I could be completely wrong on that. Um, it was honestly, it was really hard for me to find a lot about this song, which, yeah, but. That'd be kind of neat, like if that is honestly what part of the song is about, because that really does fit yeah. really well with yeah, like the make sense. episode. Um, it was uh, written by Lawrence Connor. Um, he's written a bunch of HBO stuff. I've noticed this again and again, actually watching this and then watching all the other HBO shows. HBO really keeps it within the family. Yeah, and right. They, yeah, right. Like they have the same actors, they have the same writers, directors, producers. Um, but uh, it was written by Lawrence Connor. He wrote a bunch of episodes of HBO Sopranos, uh, Sex and the City, Game of Thrones, uh, and then the, it was directed by Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor's done some HBO stuff, but he's done a lot of random movies. Um, he's done Beverly Hillbillies, if you remember awesome. that from like the '90s, right? <laughs> uh, Mighty Mighty Joe Young and Planet of the Apes. Oh, man. So. He has a fascination with monkeys, apparently. What is this guy
1: (laughs) doing directing Boardwalk Empire? He's so above everything. (laughs) I know.
0: He's writing these lyrical classics. (laughs) So so we get into the episode. Uh, The episode starts with Margaret, as we talked about from the name of the song. um, I'm going to put Margaret as the Irish maiden. Right. Her waking up and discovering that men are loading... um, unloading on the docks. They're loading up barrels of beer. We see a man taking a drink. Yeah. And she starts to make some bread, which we find out what, obviously, that's for.
1: Right. In the next Uh, scene, yeah.
0: Yeah, did you get a lot... I didn't really get a lot out of this other than it's just an opening scene. No,
1: yeah, I mean, she does... um the guy that's tasting the beer is uh somebody she recognizes is what she says later on in the episode um and you know if you remember he was actually at the uh uh, at nucky's birthday dinner party and so that's where you know she at least saw him um like i said and later on she mentions she didn't really remember but did recognize him um so that's that's really the only other thing that came out of that scene was that he was there tasting the beer, so he had something to do yeah. with all of this shipment, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah, he's I mean, he's obviously a reoccurring character in right. the series. Uh so we get to go from there to the uh the Ritz, the Ritz Carlton, where that's obviously Nucky's we'll say it's his house yeah, at this point. Pretty much. Um I this scene i really it, this scene really opens it's the the beginning i guess like you could say like the the spotlight no not the spotlight i'm trying to think of the terminology here like the 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 little hint about what's going to be happening with nucky and eli's relationship right because so you know as we see nucky sits down waiter asks about breakfast if he would like any nucky says no and then eli says well can i get something like like he's entitled to it. Like yeah. you, know, you don't you don't well, live there.
1: And it's it's even that yeah, the, the waiter just doesn't acknowledge Eli at, at all. all. Like and and Nucky's just he's trying to convince him, like, it's calm down, dude. It's not a thing at all. I live here, I tip big. It's I
0: have a whole floor rented yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> stop
1: worrying about it. But of course Eli is still taking it as a and, and you know, I've said this in, in previous episodes that um Eli just keeps getting pushed down by Nucky. Yeah. Eli is held as some kind of standard uh, by Nucky that um, is, you know, he will obviously never meet. Um, Ever. Yeah. And so, um, like you said, it, it kind of, this is really highlighting that dynamic between the two characters. And um, I feel like, yeah, there's this rift is going to be a pretty big, uh, big cause for concern later on in the episode. Or not right. episode, but in the uh, in the series,
0: I definitely see it being a bigger factor in the series. But was uh, and we'll get to there. It obviously is a bigger factor even at the end of this episode. Like we see right. a big event right. between them. Now, I don't know if you caught this—a little throwaway comment that was made in um, this scene—and I really like this. As like I said, I'm a very big history buff, and you know, it's right. it's, it's, it's something I actually take a lot of passion in. <clears throat> uh, Eli's talking about you know, he wants to give a speech, you know, he wants to do this speech. They're going to be doing the, um, I can't remember the name of the group, but it's like the ancient, um, Irish Celtic of America. And Eli's like, you don't want to do a speech and all this. And if you remember, he actually makes a comment that you remember last year, the civil war veteran was falling asleep. Right. And I was like, wait, civil war veteran. I was like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I kinda so, I kinda thought the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? That was like a million years
0: ago. It's <laughs> just like Right, to to us it is, right? Right. Well, okay. Then I come to think about it, right? Civil War ended eighteen sixty five. Right. This is nineteen twenty.
1: Right. So That's yeah. Literally
0: fifty five years.
1: Right. So all the old dudes would have been civil, civil war vets.
0: <laughs> right. Because let's say and remember back then they had kids in the civil war you know they were right. the drummer boys the flag bearers things like that so you literally could have a civil war veteran who is in the military in either side either side of the military you know at 15 years old they would have been fighting they would only be 70 years old right that's insane for me to think right. about so i like that because you know as i'm watching i'm like okay that's that's bullcrap like whatever but then here's here's the thing Remember, this was 55 years ago, right? The Civil War was 55 years before this. We're watching this show. This show is 100 years before now. So the Civil War was literally closer to this time period than we are to these characters.
1: 100 years ago. My God. (laughs) It's so weird to think that way. Yeah. (laughs) When you start
0: thinking about timelines and where it's really at, we're further along in the future than this was to the Civil War. Uh, Interesting little way of looking at it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Huh. It really puts you into perspective of what this time period yeah right <laughs> uh so at this point we get to see that um margaret comes in and she's offering ducky uh the soda bread right which is what she was making earlier to uh, i guess it's her way of bribing him
1: yeah i uh, i don't know i feel like um she she mentioned that it's like uh a kind of a birthday gift since you know she wasn't able to get him anything but um i think it was less of a bribe and more of a test she she's trying to see you know how he's going to react to it if he's going to take it she's i feel like she's still under the impression you know following the events of the uh of of nucky's party and they dance together but so she's kind of enchanted she she doesn't think anything is going wrong in the relationship at the moment because they left off, you know, uh, on on that note yeah. uh, during the party. But also, I think she's had some doubt planted in her head because of the shipment of barrels that she saw and the guy that she saw like in charge of that and him having ties to Nucky at all. Uh, I feel like okay. maybe that planted a seed in her head, and so she's kind of testing, you know, Nucky right now to see where their relationship stands. And um, yeah, that, that's I. That's how I feel, anyway.
0: Okay, I guess th- that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I I didn't really think about it that way. So yeah, I, I can see. I can definitely see that. Um. So th- that. We get a seed, gives it, and then what is, he basically says, no, give it to my, uh, the concierge. Right. right. Like, is what he says. Yeah. And somebody
1: else will make sure I'll get it. And, yeah. Because I'm busy.
0: Because I'm busy. I'm too busy <laughs> Just for Just brushes bread. her
1: off completely, like, okay,
0: mm, bye. <laughs> <laughs> who turns down, I don't know if you've ever had it, who turns down soda bread?
1: No, yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> like, literally, soda Delish. bread with some butter on it? Oh, my God. Maybe it's because I'm Irish, but the literally, soda bread with a little bit of butter. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> and so yeah, uh, she yeah. throws it out cuz obviously she's uh pretty pretty pissed off that uh he just rejected her.
0: Right. Um and we get to find out how that it's going to come back. Right. After this we get to see the okay. So with this show there's obviously stuff that's going on in it that is really hard to like like, there's certain things obviously that are said in the show that we can't say anymore. right. I didn't know how to talk about this <laughs> it, We see I guess the correct term is going to be it's little people, right right right. okay, but they're doing midget boxing. yeah,
1: and that's okay you know that's what it's called in the show. that's what it used to be called, I suppose. Um, well, I re-
0: to be fair, I remember it being called that when I was a kid. Yeah, right. Like the, uh, the 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 little people. And but to be fair, I say little people, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm obviously I'm trying to figure it out. So, but anyway, so we said it's just something I kind of Had noticed. Yeah. I was like, oh, how do I go about this? I mean, because with this show, obviously, we have to talk about lynchings. We have to talk about right. the KKK. I mean, that's just the beginning of the iceberg. I mean, right. And here they are; they're putting literal people. They're using little people for entertainment. I say that that's a big deal. We still have um, mini kiss. If you remember, right, like the yeah, date, you know, yeah. like it's a big attraction. It's all these little people they pretend to be kiss, and then there is also we still have midget wrestling. Um, yeah, a couple of my buddies they have them at strip clubs here. You know, so huh. yeah, it's still a real thing. Um, I get snapchats from it sometimes. <laughs> 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 so. We get to see these guys, they're talking about how they're tired, that they're having to um, get hand-me-downs from the uniforms that are disgusting. Uh, One of the guys even mentions that he was, what was it, the New Year's baby of 1917. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, he's like, like, I was New Year's baby 1917 and that diaper was already used. Oh, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) So they're getting the worst of the worst. I just the thing I like is it kind of reminds me of the way wrestling was like the WWF right before it was the WWF when it was just wrestling before Vince McMahon came in. Okay, I'm gonna get yeah. Well, no, no, when it was like right before Andre the Giant and like the heyday and like the like early 90s late 80s right before that you know wrestling was on tv people watched it those guys weren't paid anything right you know like there was no money in it and all their uniforms they just switched like people would share like (laughs) tights so it kind of reminded me of that um showing my little wrestling nerd on that (laughs) but it was like okay this has been going on obviously since the 1920s right um we do get to see that they're arguing over their payment. And yeah. did you hear what their payment amount was?
1: It was like what, seven seven dollars an hour? No, like five or something around there. Five
0: dollars a day. Five, oh, good grief. Now granted, <laughs> they said it's for a couple hours worth of work. Right. But five dollars five
1: dollars a day. And yeah, they wanted to raise to ten, uh is yeah. what they would do it for. Um,
0: I mean I would work for ten clams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's insane. But you know, I guess I guess inflation comes into play there, I would hope. I don't oh, know. No, I, I, I never figured it out, so <laughs> I don't have
0: the math. Yeah, I don't have the math on the top of my head. I can guarantee you making ten dollars a day back then you were probably doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So they're coming up, they're gonna obviously they're wanting to negotiate a better wage right um we then get to see james with some orange juice uh this is something i notice in this and i like it it's something we've talked about again and again with this show and i i like it, it i really do like i know i'm saying i like it a lot but with this i do this really puts in how much work was put into this show when he's making the orange juice right, you know, right. He's cutting the oranges with his knife um which is a World War Two trench knife. By the way, I thought. That yeah, was kind of yeah, it's got the,
1: the skull crusher on the bottom yeah.
0: there. <laughs> uh, thought that was a nice little add on. Like, okay, a vet probably would really be carrying that, right? But I, if you notice the oranges, they're not perfect. They're like brown kind of. Um... I,
1: I thought they were lemons at first because like, right. they were like right? small and, and, you know, not orange. They were kind of yellowish. And so, yeah, I thought it was squeezing lemons at first because, yeah, I guess that's the, that was what oranges were before all of the technology got involved and created well, I mean, the like, perfect orange.
0: <laughs> even now, like when you see um, like I mean, we have oranges here in Houston. And you'll sit there and, you know, like we have friends that have orange trees. You can right. go and pick them. They don't look perfect. They look kind of right, gross right. sometimes. They're delicious. Yeah. But I, I, another neat little thing, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. You're really kind of showing the time period. And, you know, and even says, he's like, how are you getting oranges in summer? You know, oh, like, yeah. Or in yeah. winter, I mean, I'm sorry, how are you getting oranges in winter? Kind of, you know, they wouldn't have had oranges Yeah. In you know, we didn't have Walmart back then, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly.
0: right i guess that that would have been at the corner store with the piggly wiggly uh we get to see pearl she's got her she's got her bandage uh, on her face on yeah you can tell it's what's under it is definitely not good yeah
1: yeah
0: um and we get to see she's starting to develop a really bad habit
1: yeah yeah you find find out that uh James is, you know, juicing these oranges so that he can put um, Pearl's opium into it, uh, liquid opium that she's taking as a pain medication. Yeah. So, and yeah, obviously she's pretty. She already kind of seems strung out, and he's making more for her. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's an obvious problem in the scene. Right.
0: And it's, it's in a way, it reflects even now. I mean, look at the opioid crisis. We're yeah, right, now with, exactly. With, with prescription medication. I mean, it's, and all on, and, and back then, it's what she's doing. It wasn't like she was, you know, going and talking to a guy at the corner store, because she even says, I'd like to go to Chinatown to get, you know, the real fix. He's, right. giving, her prescri- he's giving her prescription medication. Right,
1: and um, while we were watching the episode, Beth actually, uh, you know, said, Man I can't believe they used to prescribe opium, and I was like the, in my head I was like they they do that now that's yeah. <laughs> you go and get a prescription for opiates i mean that's that's what's happening still it's it's kind of crazy, yeah.
0: no, you're right, it's just it's a quote unquote pure healthy kind, <laughs> yeah,
1: the super healthiest kind that still yeah. gets you crazy addicted, but you know. Like I said, it's just really, it's really insane that this was happening back in the twenties and we're kind of still dealing with this, this same kind of problem.
0: It's It's the exact same, yeah. Uh, so we get to see her developing, you know, her habit. I mean, I don't have a whole lot else that then that's, that's exactly what that is. Right. Um, we get to go back to Nucky and Eli, they're hanging out uh i like this that i really like that you were seeing nucky counting fat wads of cash he's He's like like, sitting uh, there
1: actually working on this this whole thing counting out the money that is owed to him and yeah collections and everything like that it's kind of funny to see him (laughs) directly involved with the uh, with the business and and doing this himself,
0: and he's got the like the he's got his stuff. I was like, okay, well, this is going here, this is going here, right? But then he's got his little chest to the side. Where he's like, mine, mine yeah, mine. mine. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't paid me yet? Mine, mine. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they just make a party out of this. They, you know, they're they're doing all of this business uh, extorting people, and yeah, let's get together, have a party, have drinks, <laughs> let's let's hang out. This is Busty this likes is our party right a little here. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bust each other's balls. Well the, you sure. know, is, they
0: really focus on Eli. And like, yeah, it's, yeah. And great, what I don't think that they're oh, it's, I don't think they're I don't think that what they're doing to him is any worse than what they would do to anybody else. But yeah, they're just yeah. he's taking it so personal. And that's like, I mean,
1: yeah, he, he has so far throughout the episode and throughout the season. He just he takes everything so
0: hard and yeah like you said personal um one of the things that i thought was kind of interesting is when one of the guys makes a comment um about well it's what is it it he says uh, with the green beer and then nucky says he's like well they can all drown as long as they pay or i was like wait what so you get to see I guess more of him where it's kind of like he honestly doesn't care about right. i feel like he really doesn't actually care about the people that are involved and, and and i don't know if he's talking about the citizens of Atlantic city or if he's honestly just talking about the people he's working with he's like i don't care i really don't care about them they can die for all i can all i care about is i get paid right uh just thought that was kind of i don't know like a little insight into him about what his true focus is really on yeah So we go from there with them drinking, counting money, being corrupt, to the temperance movement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A fun little transition. And (laughs) I've been saying this since we started recording this podcast. I still have not looked up this lady's name. (laughs) The leader of the temperance movement. Angry old lady. Angry old lady. I just cannot think of her name. (laughs) One of these days I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Uh, We get to see her. And uh, they're still having the temperance movement. They're basically talking about how their numbers have dwindled. I mean, because they've won, right? You know, it's okay, prohibition's in effect. Prohibition
1: happened, right.
0: And when you win, what's the purpose of being a member now? Right. Um, Interesting little thing that they talk about. So they're reading letters about what's happening in other, and I, I imagine you caught on to this the same way I did the the lady's reading a letter about how um a friend of hers had you know came under hard times and decided i'm going to brew um uh, uh, what was it bath gin. gin yeah right and her daughter gets in it and she dies now do i think that this story was true probably not right you know i probably don't think it was true um even in the story i don't think it was meant to be like you're supposed to take it as true but I'm going to dig a little deeper into it. Let's say it is true. Uh-huh. Let's say that the lady really did brew illegal booze in her bathtub, right? Right. Her daughter gets in it and it drowns. Let's just hypothetically, let's say that's true. If it wasn't for prohibition, her daughter would have never drowned. Yeah,
1: right? Because why would you have had any reason to be doing that? Cause exactly. They, uh, she in the story, she mentions that this this lady did this because she wanted to sell it you know, in town so that they could, you know, make some money, live a little better, whatever. And, of course, that inflated price uh, would not exist had it not been for prohibition. So, yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. This whole story was caused by its own
0: uh,
1: uh, end that it was seeking. So,
0: Exactly. So... We can go back on it and, and we'll even talk about it. I mean, we can talk about it even right here with like with prohibition of illegal narcotics, uh, marijuana. We'll, we'll just go with marijuana right now. I mean, I, I've got no qualms in saying I think marijuana should be legalized. I'm not going to speak on your behalf or anything like that. But me personally, I I don't understand the prohibition with marijuana. No, it
1: shouldn't even exist. We right. We have we have proof that it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, and
0: that's exactly it. We have proof it doesn't work, and all it's doing is there are – now, are there people that are in the marijuana business, the, the illegal marijuana business? Are there people in it that if it was legalized, they would be in another legal business? Absolutely. Yeah. There's absolutely yeah. those people. But do I think that there are people that are in the illegal marijuana business that if it wasn't for that business, preferably users of marijuana, that – Would they be in any kind of trouble with, like, possession charges and things like that if it was legalized? No, because they're not consuming it just because it's illegal. They're like, no, I just really like the way marijuana makes me feel, whether it be recreational or medical benefits. And if it was legalized, they wouldn't be in there because it's not like it's, oh, it's legalized. I'm not going to use it now. Now I'm going to use heroin.
1: right? Right.
0: Right. So it's. Kind of the same thing. What's true then is true today. We talked about with the opioid abuse. Right. The same thing with prohibition. Right. Uh, one of the things thought it was kind of interesting they talk about is that uh, one of the doctors is writing prescriptions for whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this or not, <clears throat> but whiskey was prescribed. They actually um, – the only reason I know this is from watching the show um, uh, Pawn Stars <laughs> –
1: Oh, my <laughs> yeah.
0: on an episode of Pawn Stars, uh, a guy brings in an actual prescription of whiskey.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was like they were these glass bottles of whiskey, and they were in these like um kind of like paperish like cardboard boxes, ah. and they would have like directions on how to use and <laughs> like how much you were allowed to take only
1: take yeah bottles of this at a time
0: (laughs) well that's what they're saying is people were out there like getting prescriptions like oh i'm having withdrawals i need this um oh i have problems when i get home my my um my back hurts well here's a prescription And, and
1: honestly that part like reminded me more of of today's situation with uh with marijuana as well because that's what people do now like oh, yeah. in, in the in, States which is just medically with legal. medical yeah it's like oh my uh ankle it, it really <laughs> hurts really really hurts so i'm going to need a uh, going to need that <laughs> prescription
0: That <laughs> prescription for the good good you can you just go ahead and uh, it's true it's the same thing it, like i said it's the exact same thing no differences in it at all um so we go from there we get to see Rothstein. uh we get to see that he's talk he's not talking about he's uh, apparently there's been a newspaper article written about him being involved in the um the 1919 World Series Yeah. so i uh, mean I'm, I'm a baseball fan right i'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world but i am a baseball fan yeah yeah, yeah. so we have you know Houston Astros World Series yeah. champions okay right <laughs> uh the 1919 World Series is without a doubt the most famous World Series of all time and it's not famous because of the outcome. It's famous because of it being thrown. Uh, everybody that is remotely involved in being a fan of baseball knows about this. The White Sox, it's, it's also been known as the Black Sox um, scandal. Uh, the White Sox threw the World Series. Okay. So there's been a bunch of stuff. Shoeless Joe Jackson was this amazing player, right? Like, Shoeless Joe Jackson is up there with Babe Ruth. Okay, he is like he is a god among players. His reputation was ruined because of this World Series. So, because he was just remotely uh, tied to it, and there's actually no evidence that he actually participated in any way with it being thrown. But because his name was remotely tied to it, his reputation was ruined because of it. So, 1919 World Series, Rothstein was, uh, the actual Arnold Rothstein was actually involved in the throwing of it. So this is a real, this is a real piece of history. This is really what happened. Rothstein really was honestly involved with it. Now, some people speculate that he wasn't, I am in the firm belief he was 100% responsible for it. Because here's the thing. His only testimony ever that says that he wasn't involved in it was he stated, once I found out that the World Series was going to be thrown, I didn't bet a penny. Yet, he made over $350,000 on that World Series. So, no, he knew it was thrown. At the bare minimum, he knew it was thrown. He paid them. I can guarantee you he paid them. That's the kind of person he is. He worked with another baseball player, uh, Sleepy Bill Burns is the guy's name. They basically are the ones that really set it up with um, uh, a boxer. Oh, God. Uh, he mentions it at the end of the show. Um, Abe, Abe, uh, Abe Cartel, I think is his name. I'm probably oh, i probably saying that wrong. I don't remember. Um, it was another boxer that was also involved in it. Uh, huge. I'm, I mean... We could honestly do a whole podcast on just that World Series and the crime element. Not even the World Series itself; just the crime element of what all happened. It's you ever get some time? I'm telling you, man, read about it. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, But I do like that they're showing a real. This is a real piece of history. This is a real thing that really happened, and this is a real person that was really involved in this. And this show is getting it very, very good. I really like that, and you get to see he's got his lawyer friend who's telling him just what is it uh, to let the bullshit dry right let the bullshit dry and you just wipe away and now you get to see a little bit of Rossine's fall cuz so far we've seen he's a sober person yeah he's very intelligent he's a gambler but he usually wins yeah so and but he's now we get to usually see
1: the- very cool you know, very collected. Very cool
0: headed, very collective. We now get to a see a, a flaw in him. And yeah. that flaw is he cannot wait. Right. Right? It's only been, when you think about it, it's only been three months. Investigations into these matters can go on for years. Yeah. The fact that it's only been three months, he's an impatient person. He needs it done now. And I, I thought it was neat to see that we're finally seeing a little flaw inside of Rothstein. So. We get to go from there to uh meeting with uh, Nucky and Carl, the, I guess you could, he's not a union boss for the, uh, the, the wrestlers, but he kind of is in a way he's their representative. Yeah.
1: He's, yeah. He's the one that always deals with Nucky and, you know, negotiates everything, I guess.
0: Right. So we get to see him coming in and he makes the negotiation with Nucky on on the prices and i like what he's saying when you know he's basically telling Nucky like look you 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 do these little jokes with me about me being, being little and i laugh blah 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 essentially right he's like but, but i'm not a child right you know i, I i'm a man you're going to respect me and i like that Nucky is willing to negotiate with him right not willing to let him win
1: right right (laughs) yeah he asks he asks for you know a raise for all the guys that are going to be doing this dinner and nucky instead gives him a counter offer of like i'll pay you more um and then I'll pay the other guys just a little bit more, and in the end, I end up saving money, and you get more money. So, let's just do this, and, you know, that's what they end up agreeing to. So, it's, uh, yeah, he, he still gets, he comes out of the deal on top yes. still.
0: Well, and like I said, we get to see, it, it, in a way, he's kind of a union boss, because remember what Nucky tells him? I'll give you two extra to make this happen. right. So it's kind of like the union, right? You're getting a cut,
1: <laughs> right?
0: He leaves. I like whenever he's leaving. He's kind of got the little attitude, like like it's a good attitude. When he's leaving, and like the uh, Margaret and the other lady from the Temperance Union are coming in, and he's like, he's like, "How's you doing, ladies?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of like he's like, "Okay, dude, you're just cat whistling." Like, yeah, dogs. right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Margaret comes in with <laughs> the lady that angry old I haven't lady. looked eighty-year-old lady. I haven't looked her up. <laughs> Still have in between now and twenty minutes ago. Uh, they come in and I don't know. Like I well, first off, Nucky lies straight to her face, right? Like, oh, I enjoyed the soda bread,
1: right? Right. She knows And she knows because she yeah, she's the one that threw it away instead of giving it to the uh, concierge or whatever
0: right so we start off with that we then get to see the they're uh basically mentioning about alcohol like oh i saw this and i like that (laughs) nucky is a basically or not even nucky at first it's margaret it's like this is what i saw nucky then comes in well uh what a what is it uh what a sight it must have been for you at my birthday party right He's right. talking about we've been drinking and stuff. Right. he's essentially right. trying to throw Margaret under the bus, like throw her off guard, like you, your girl over here's been around it. Yeah. You know. And then the old lady makes an excuse for nucky drinking. Well, your people can handle it. Right. It's okay, right? right? Yeah. It's no different than politicians now. People yeah, make excuses, Exactly. excuses, right? For R- whoever they're political. Not for the yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I do like that because in my head, I'm like, oh, she's a temperance lady. Like, as I'm watching, I'm like, she's going to, she's mentioning at the birthday party. I'm like, oh, this is going to get it. Nucky's just laying it on. She's like, well, I'm sure your people. And he was like, he's like, there may have been some champagne and possibly a whiskey or two. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, everyone was wasted at that point. Yeah. Party.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but just show them politics. Yeah. It's all about who you. Who you know, with, and guess. it's yeah. all still the same. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy's trying to help out with uh Pearl. Um, we get to see that he's okay. I'm trying to think of how to word this. He's not wanting. He's okay. So she's basically okay. So we uh Torio uh, comes in and is like, "Hey, you got to get out." I mean, he doesn't tell her that, but that's what he's there for, right? Like, your quote-unquote busted goods, I, I, you can't be here anymore. Right,
1: right. She's not making—she's not pulling her weight now because, you know, she's not working. So she's just taking up a room um, free of charge. And, yeah, Torrio is running a business, so yeah, he's there to let Jimmy know that she needs to get out so that he can continue his business.
0: right. And I like that when Trio mentions to her, he's like, "By the way," or Jimmy's like, "Well, I'll pay for. It. How much is it a night?" And he's like, "A hundred." And he's like, "She makes how much?"
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Wait." But of course, to be honest, in my head, I'm like, "Wait, back then those, wait, the wrestlers are making ten bucks a yeah, day." Yeah, right. This girl's pulling in ten times their amount, and she's getting a room. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, okay. Room,
1: food, drinks, whatever.
0: Right. I'm like, man, she's making a lot of money. Yeah. So and Jimmy goes in, and you can tell that she asked, well, what's going on? Or what did he want? And he said, uh, uh, what was it? A bouncer had called in, and he's having to work the front door. She knows that that's yeah. It, yeah. Right. She knows that there's something going on that I think that she's, even though she's high, she knows. She's like he was in here to kick me out, but he, he yeah. didn't do it yet. I think she, I. I honestly think she knew that. Um, and we'll get to into a, a, a scene here in a little bit about why I think that. Uh, we get to see Margaret now confronting the bootleggers. So she's getting woken up a second time now this episode, and she's confronting the bootleggers. Uh, they are um, unloading the uh, the barrels of beer. Yeah for the big party. Um, they're going to be, he even guy, guy's such a douchebag. He's like, we're going to die him green for the Irish thing. And he even like tries to say some stuff to her. Like, Oh, like a cold on the, was it the Mount security? And she's like, I wouldn't know. Like he's, Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, he's he's like, yeah, like,
1: I wouldn't know. I'm not from there.
0: Boosh. Right. Like, Oh, all, all of Ireland <laughs> is exactly the same. And he's supposed to be Irish. Like, what yeah, girl. right. <laughs> uh, we get to see that, she's that Nucky didn't do anything. He didn't even remodeling because they're unloading. This is that night. I'm assuming this is that night. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And in, in the meeting they had with Nucky earlier, it's just, you know, Nucky tells her that, well, I'll, I'll look into it, but just know this isn't a personal favor. And she's, that's where they leave off in that meeting. And, you know, so there's obviously, you know, a rift between Nucky and Margaret and then here she finds out that Nucky didn't do anything that he said he was going to do, and you know the operation's still happening, so it's even further putting a rift in Margaret's head that you know Nucky is just not even trying to be friends with her, whatever, and like I said, coming off of the last episode where they were you know sharing such an intimate moment at Nucky's party, it's I'm sure quite a quite a shock to yeah. to Margaret so.
0: So we see that it doesn't work. We then get a see Okay, and I know you said it in the last episode cuz I'm uncultured swine. <laughs> what is it she's putting on?
1: Oh, that's a camisole.
0: Okay, see I could not remember the name. I was like, the, I know it's the not the thing underwear. that she stole. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's the camisole.
0: Okay, I could not remember the name of it. I was like, I know it's not lingerie. I know it's not underwear. No, it's, it's
1: like a it's like an undershirt that, right. that yeah, what yeah. that women wear pretty frequently.
0: So I didn't know what I honestly didn't know. Uh, we are going to see she's putting it on. Obviously, it's it it looks good on her, right? So, <laughs> and I guess it what it it's a looser fitting thing. So does it I guess is it make her look her appearance look better? Um, I, um,
1: it's no, I I don't I don't think that's it. I mean, for for some for some dresses, you know, you would use that just as a accessory uh, in color or whatever, but in At this time period, I think it was more just because the dress she puts on on top of it is you you don't see it at all (laughs) when she puts the dress over on top of it. So it's more of just a uh, undershirt like, you know, guys wear an undershirt or a wife beater underneath their clothes or whatever. So at this time, I think that's that's all it really was.
0: See, I thought it was more she's putting it on because in her head, she's going to. Go to Nucky. Oh yeah, no that that definitely could be.
1: Him. Yeah, that definitely could be uh, in this situation for sure.
0: That's how I took it. I because she wasn't going down there. I mean, she is going down there to, to negotiate. Right, right. That's what she's gonna do. I like, hate. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this beer next to my house. I don't right. want all this going on. I got kids. But she's not gonna negotiate with words. She's gonna negotiate with the body. Right. So- right. <laughs> Because yeah, I mean what?
1: the dress that she puts on to go see him is much more fashionable than anything she's ever worn uh, outside of the dress shop. Um, when
0: she even has like her. Remember, like when she's sitting there, she's looking at her shoes. Right.
1: She's 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 dressed up pretty pretty fancy in comparison yes. to what she usually does.
0: That's how I took it. That she's going there. She's wanting to tempt him. I don't know if she's necessarily like wanting to sleep with him or anything like that. I right. think it's just. Hey, let me look good and maybe I can get something done. That that's, right. that's how I took it. And uh, then what
1: <laughs> And she's sitting there waiting to to meet with him and around the corner from the elevator comes the same guy that's you know that was delivering everything (laughs) and he just walks just blows right past her goes right into the door into you know you can hear they're having another one of their their money counting parties um, there and uh, so he he blows through and goes in there and just starts partying and Margaret's sitting there like what the fuck
0: is this shit right he doesn't (laughs) say hi to her like just last night you were talking to me you were about to offer me a growler a beer now you can't even say hi to me and then nucky knows and she even says but he knows i've been waiting and yeah he doesn't care <laughs> like at all so i don't know i i was like damn that sucks but at the same time her him doing that to her leads to what she does so she's yeah. basically decided okay you know what he's not listening to me i'm trying every way i possibly could right so I'm going to go to my secret weapon.
1: Right. She... And that
0: secret weapon, agent Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, and and she, I mean, it, it really shows that uh, she's decided to, you know, turn on, I guess, turn on Nucky because she goes home and just rips up the camisole that she wore. You know, just, she's done. She is done with Nucky. And yeah, it runs into uh to tell our our hero
0: (laughs) (laughs) so she's going to see agent michael shannon he's in the the uh with a post office he's in the post office still (laughs) (laughs) only Uh, federal building all around (laughs) i don't know if you caught it or not um so he's asking about um so she comes in she says there's a couple uh, there's this place it's a uh the the store's garage. Uh, yes, uh, a, a garage. <laughs> which I get that's garage, right? It, yeah, it's, it's just garage, right? but okay. she's Irish. She so says it's garage. A, yeah. oh, I'm uncultured. <laughs> I wish I said it that way. So she's uh at the garage, the garage, and I like when he says, Well, how many is it? And she's like, I don't know, a couple, ninety three. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's taking inventory of that garage. (laughs) She probably knows like the brands of beer that are in there. Yeah, right. Like what's been aged in oak. She knows everything. (laughs) and We get to see a really good scene. This is honestly in the last. Okay, so uh, Michael Shannon's been in obviously several episodes. We've seen some good stuff from him this monologue he does. I really like it. Like I little like legitimately, there's two big things in this scene that I really like. This is one of them. And actually, both of them are monologues in this scene. Um, I really like what he's saying. He lets her know that there's 117 pins and he doesn't have the manpower to stop 10% of them, which is even today. right? right? Even today, as big as we can sit there and say that the ATF is the DEA and stuff like that, they can't stop 10% of the drugs being smuggled into this country and stuff like that. They just
1: don't have the resources for the amount of. Of of stuff that's coming across the border that's coming in over plains and oceans they don't have all the resources necessary for this flood that's coming in um and yeah it's the same it's the same back in the day i guess Uh, especially i mean this stuff was being made inside the country at this point so that's going to be even harder to keep track of because you know it's not like this is crossing checkpoints or anything like that um so it's I'm sure it was quite impossible to even try to get a handle on the situation.
0: No, and it's and it's a new agency. It's a new law, right? Right. You know, you know, you know, they're not getting the funding that's needed of a law enforcement <laughs> or the agency. decent
1: manpower, as we saw uh, in
0: the in the recruits, <laughs> right, <laughs> dumbass father. <laughs> um. I like what he's saying, though. He goes, I don't have the manpower. And he even says he was like, they're killing people. He's like, most of which deserve it. He's like, and some that are innocent cross uh, crossfire. And he mentions a baker's assistant. Yeah. Just you can see that in this. He is, like I said, Michael Shannon is what I consider a good cop, whether I agree necessarily with what he's doing. I'm taking that out. I like him as a cop because he's not bribed. He legitimately, this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is what I'm doing. Right. And I, I, I really respect that in an officer. You know, I'm coming from law enforcement, seeing something like that. I just, I really respect it. He's being he, and he's and he's being honest with her. He's like, I can't stop this. Yeah. You know, and I do like that. I now, granted, I think that what comes about later isn't necessarily the best thing because. I think that he's obviously getting persuaded by her. Right. But right.
1: He, he admits I, he doesn't have the resources. He can't go after this. And then what does he do?
0: He goes, after, he goes, after. right. <laughs> so but we get to see that he's, he, that they are doing something and we get to see, I don't know, a, a, a side of him that we haven't exactly seen. And I, I don't know. I like it. Right. Uh, and, I don't know, like I said, just the whole monologue, everything about it. And then, of course, as she's going to leave, um, he prevents her from leaving. And basically, she rats without ratting.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, She gets this uh, put under um, uh, uh, James Neary, the elderman from the I think he said what? Third Ward.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, Uh,
0: Uh, we know who it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she, uh, basically rats him out yeah. to, um, and that that's he all was that there and need.
1: he was the one controlling this shipment and you'd need to check this out because of that, because that would be a huge lead for him, you know, uh, and his, his very low budget department to, uh, <laughs> the, get, get somebody involved in the, the politics. budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it would be a big get for him now. So I, I think that was also maybe a little bit of the, uh motivation for him to go after this bust in particular
0: yeah um well on that note we're gonna go ahead and take a break and we've talked about this a little bit we're gonna go into break and we're gonna be talking about um prescription medication from the time period everything from bottled opium to uh prescription whiskey nice. so uh cure your anxiety with that <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we'll be back right after the break y'all have a couple libations and we're coming right back on 1920s prescription medication was something completely foreign to today's listeners. One could get a prescription bottle of Four Rose Whiskey, a cough syrup with helpful properties of marijuana, opium, and chloroform. The Food and Drug Administration was founded in 1906, but new medications didn't need to be approved until 1938 with the founding of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. The 1920s do have some great advances in medicine, the biggest, of course, being penicillin, which was discovered in 1928. I hope you learned a little bit about medications of the 1920s. Now let's get back to chin wagging. And we are back. Hopefully you learned a little bit about um, prescription narcotics. That
1: good good. (laughs)
0: The good good stuff. Uh, No (laughs) scrumples needed. So um, pretty interesting learning about just how much it's changed over the years. All right. So we're going to jump right back in to how do I describe this? I kind of look at this as... um, James is basically the NSA of (laughs) the prostitution world because an accident's (laughs) happened, and now he's having to react.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: That's honestly the way I'm looking at it. Um, because the guy even says he's like, he's like, there's already been a gunfire. Why are we searching now? And he's like, well, yeah, better late than never, right? Right. You have all the guys around with shotguns.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, since this. uh, Lucy, Lucy, uh, Pearl, Pearl. Sorry, uh, Pearl got all messed up by um, one of the uh, Greek Town bosses' goons. Irish, um, Irish. Remember that it
0: It's Greek. Okay, no, the,
1: the boss of Greek Town. It's a uh, no, Charlie no, 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 Sheridan. No.
0: Sheridan is Irish. The Irish right. own Chicago, and they own Greek Town.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. If that's is what that, you meant. Yeah,
0: Maybe but... I was misunderstanding. I'm sorry if I was misunderstanding. No,
1: he's the boss of uh yeah, he's the one distributing to Greek town at the moment. He's the one that owns Greek town um right. and all the liquor that goes into Greek town. So, um his goon, you know, carved up Pearl's face and um so now they're being extra cautious and <laughs> <laughs> him and Al are sitting in the, the I don't know, the foyer area, I guess is that that is product the
0: the, i prefer the term product room yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I mean, and that's,
1: here comes yeah it's what it is it basically is i mean yeah, let's that's, let's that's be real scope out the product but, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're they're sitting there discussing greek town and out walks just high as balls Tripping, tripping like crazy, and face completely uncovered. Pearl. This is
0: the, and this is the first time we get to see her face.
1: Yeah, and it is pretty messed up.
0: It's Frankenstein. Like I'm talking Bram Stoker's. Uh, what was that movie where Robert De Niro played Frankenstein? You know what I'm talking about? Robert De Niro. I think it. We're gonna get off on a no. tangent on that, but I Robert bo-
1: Downey Jr. Isn't that the no. no? Are you talking about the one where Harry Potter was Igor?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, um, the <laughs> one from like when we were kids. I think it was Robert De Niro. I could be wrong. I'll, uh, man. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, I think it was called. There was Bram Stoker's Dracula, and then there was uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I think it was Robert De Niro. Was Frank? But it was really? Like a, I don't yeah, think I saw that one. It was not good. <laughs> so, actually to be fair it actually was pretty good <laughs> oh really But they tried to make it realistic and okay. so he's like carved up i don't know that's just on that's the best way i can describe this with her stitches stone, showing yeah you can see the the, the where there's going to be that massive scar right and we get to see well, well right before that though capone says they need to get revenge essentially so we already know oh, yeah
1: yeah they're talking about greek town and Sheridan and yeah, trying to get back for messing Pearl up,
0: which is all Capone's fault, by the way. Like, let's be real. Right. That's, that's yeah. yeah it, exactly. Right? Yep. So we already know that's going to lead to something. It doesn't lead to anything in this episode, but it'll more than likely lead to something in the next right. couple of ones. Um, uh, we get to see. The, okay, so Shelley. Or, sorry, not Shelly I'm thinking Mary Shelley now. So um, Mary Shelley. Mary and Shelley comes in. <laughs> uh we we get to see pearl she knows when well, they're walking away you hear them laughing she knows that she's quote unquote damaged goods now yeah she's done yeah which is sad cuz she can't, she knows like what was she she was talking in the last episode she wants to be an actress she's right. not going to be able to be an actress with this yeah
1: she can't yeah her face is messed up now so in her mind she's she's done she's done completely
0: Exactly. It's sad. It's really sad because even though she's stoned out of her mind, we can see it's starting to hit home to her. Right. And she goes upstairs and she's basically like, um, make me another drink. So we get to see that this is going to lead obviously to, yeah, she's messed up. It's going to lead to some bad things later. Right. Uh, Jillian is with, um... An, uh, Angela, Jill is with Angela, right? Which is yeah, uh, yeah. We Jim- go
1: to Angela's apartment or whatever, and uh, Jillian's there, and uh, I guess she's been taking care of uh, their son, um, Angela and Jimmy's son. For well, yeah, they. She's there taking care of him, I guess. Like, maybe um, like
0: a babysitter. I would consider right, more like that, right. right? Now, Michael. Okay, and. The, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have ki- I don't have children. Okay, I'm this is literally I'm I'm doing this from a perspective of I don't have kids mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that what she asks is right cuz I, I I in all honesty, I do not agree with what she's asking, but and I say that as playing devil's advocate is what Jillian asking is it that wrong?
1: It depends on on the situation on the people on a lot of things um i d- i do have kids and yeah i'd be it's you know once you have kids you have a connection to them right. it's just and uh, instincts come into play and you know me speaking from uh point of view of having kids i would i would have the same reaction uh that angela did uh, probably even more so <laughs> um, I'd probably okay. be going a little bit more crazy because I mean you can kind of tell that in her case she kind of takes it into consideration a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like it, it it's a it's a reserved like anger. Um I mean cuz I fair- feel like maybe it's more that she thinks that that's the expected reaction. So she, that's how she acts. She reacts that way because it's oh, that's my son. I'm I'm gonna react that way. But you can kind of tell in the background. She's she kind of thought about it and like, well, that would be sort of okay. But like I said, it's just dependent on the people, the situation, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Well, then that's why I wanted to ask because, like I said, I don't have kids. Like I said, I view it in all honesty. How I view it is jillian is honestly that much into her own self that i would be a better parent and not only yeah <laughs> not only that i raised what who's it? you know she's sitting there talking about how she raised her son. like oh well he was never lacking on female attention you right
1: know. and she, yeah now that you mentioned that yeah there's definitely that uh that aspect to it that it's she thinks like you said i i could i could be a great parent to your yeah
0: son. that's kind of how i viewed it but at the same time i was kind of like well let me ask like because I, I you know with you having kids i was like let me ask somebody's perspective on that because all i have is i've got well, me and my wife we have two dogs and for whatever reason meg disappears to go to chicago and hang out with al capone I would be like, I'm not giving up my dogs Uh, to her mom, right? Like, no, that's not happening. Like, those are my dogs. (laughs) Right. And that's just dogs. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, well, is what she's... Because I don't think she's... I don't think Jillian... I don't think deep down... I don't think she's coming from a mean motive. Like, she's not being nasty or anything like that. No,
1: no, I don't think so either.
0: But... I think at the same time, she's also coming from a very, I'm better than you at this. Like, you run off, let me take care of my grandson because I know what's best. (sighs) That's how I viewed it.
1: Which, honestly, like, once you guys do have kids, just- be be prepared for that.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go back, and whenever we do have kids, I'm gonna listen to this podcast. and be like, "Oh, that motherfucker! I know what he's talking about now."
1: Yeah, because <laughs> that will will definitely come up as well. Oh, That's uh, there, there's wait. always people that are that are better at being a parent than you. So uh, yeah, be ready for that.
0: <laughs> I already know if I can't wait. I'm not gonna say anything else. we well, moving on. <laughs> uh, we get to go to. Kind of the very beginning of the big event, right? This is what's kind right. of led up with the series – or with I mean, sorry, with this episode. <clears throat> the big event with the Irish, um, we get to have uh, one of the – I cannot – and I meant to write the name down. He's a, uh, the guy that's singing. He's actually been in several of the episodes already. He's uh, one of the other – one of Nucky's guys. I just – I cannot think of his oh, name. Huh. Yeah, it was. I did, honestly, honestly, I didn't know it until I was looking something up and about doing some research on the episode. And I was like, oh, wow, he's been in like, he's in a total. This guy's honestly in a total of like 15 episodes. Uh, I was like, I don't yeah. I remember him. I know. I guess it's just one of the faces that you kind of see him in the background. Um, but yeah, he's apparently in it a bunch. Huh. Um, he's singing where we get the, um, uh, the title of the episode. The name of the song is. Uh, 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 Cuckerfling, Cuckerfling, Cucker I know I sound totally like Rose from Golden Girls right now. <laughs> it's a ch- chinkerfling
1: or something like that. Uh, just yeah, that's fine.
0: It's <laughs> just like go that. with it. So I, I don't remember, the name, but that's uh, he's singing the song. Uh, we get to see then Eli wants to do his speech, so he finally gets to do his speech. Now, did his speech start out good? Oh, yeah.
1: He was he was getting captivated. Yeah, he was being very captivated to his audience, which was uh, surprising, honestly. Right? Uh, I, I fully expected him to bomb completely right from the get-go, because, I mean, that's what Nucky was kind of building him up to do. That's what all Nucky's friends were, were, you know, like, hassling him about. Scottish yeah, giving him a hard time like about. That. <laughs> like, giving him Scottish. the business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um and so you know you fully expected Eli to just uh, fall flat on his face right from the get go, but turns out he starts off pretty strong, mm-hmm. doing the, you know, doing the Hitler pounding his fists and <laughs> <you> know, get, <laughs> getting getting the guys riled up. Um, so it was, it was kind of impressive to uh, to see him start off that way.
0: Yeah. So we get to see he's he is a good. Speaker, he can be a very good speaker, but then we see he makes one tiny yeah. little mistake, <laughs> like, and it is, and it's, it's what- not even like I feel like it wasn't even
1: him that that made the mistake because he was just talking about things. It was the fact that the Irish guys in the audience. Or number one, so hot blooded. Number two, already. Hey, 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 we are not. You take that back. We are not hot blooded. <laughs> I hey, will. <laughs> I've, I have Irish heritage too. So I can talk about it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, like, what does he say? Something about um, the difference. Or he just brings
0: up the fact the, that it's there the names are of Irish uh, Americans and well, pure no, Irish. No, no, no! He's bringing up uh, the, the the fighting that's going on over there because you got to remember this is the beginning of the Irish Civil War. So right. he's bringing up uh, the, the it's without going into too much detail because this is another we could have a whole like we could have oh my god like, yeah, podcast a after podcast over the Irish Civil War. <laughs> but this is the beginning of the Irish versus the pro. I mean, the Catholics versus the Protestants, essentially, right? right. Uh and he brings up, I don't remember the name, but he brings up, like, the the, the Johnsons or whatever, and they're like, it's the Jamesons! <laughs> right? And, and then that
1: starts off the argument about how, yeah, uh, Irishmen in America are pussies and don't know of a damn thing about what's going on in the home country, and, yeah, they just right. start fighting, because what else do Irish people do but drink and fight? <laughs>
0: Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's
1: not a joke. That's just that's just what happens.
0: I have so many scars on my knuckles. Granted, <laughs> that's just from me getting drunk and fighting random walls but as I'm falling in the alleys. But anyways, we'll. I wrong. digress.
1: <laughs> so we I'll guess... take shit from walls.
0: <laughs> you want to stand there? All right. <laughs> so we get to see he's given the speech. It's good at first. Yeah, like as you said, you, I mean you couldn't have said it any better. It's, I don't know how to else to describe it. You said it really well, and Nucky comes in and kind of quote unquote saves the day, right? Right, but he's not giving it. and that's the thing. Nucky doesn't give a speech. Did you notice that? No,
1: no, he doesn't. He's, he just, he's, cares, just the, I mean, he's like the MC, yeah. for the night.
0: And That's all he's doing. He gives a couple jokes. And they're 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 funny jokes. I'll give them. They're yeah. kind of funny jokes, you know. <laughs> he does a couple of funny jokes, and then he has his entertainment come out in their leprechaun uniforms, right? Passing right. out bottles of whiskey, and everyone's upset because uh, what is it? There's no green beer, and he's like, "Yeah, the feds raided us." Yeah. So that's we get to go from there to. Oh man. Um, Yeah, I
1: mean, well, they're they're still there, and they're, you know, like you said, the the leprechauns come out, and, you know, the party starts getting going. And just when, uh, you know, we're at the height of everyone finally starting to calm down and just instead enjoy themselves at the dinner, who busts in? But... Mr. Agent Michael Shannon himself. Could he
0: be any more of a party pooper? I know. (laughs) Like, these people, they're there. right.
1: They finally calm down. They're finally starting to get along. And nope. Nope. Here he comes. Fucking General
0: Zod from the worst (laughs) Superman movie. Agent Michael Shannon comes in. But now I'm going to give him this. I'm going to give him this. He punches the fuck out of that lawyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And coming from law enforcement, I love to sing this because that lawyer is an asshole. <laughs> Michael Shannon gets no fucks and he just punches him. Yeah. And you, but it goes right from there to where he arrests uh, James Neary. But you can see in his right. eyes what's he doing? He's staring at Nucky because he was. Yeah.
1: Wants, yeah
0: he wants nucky but he doesn't have enough to get him
1: right so yeah i i feel like this was kind of a warning and uh you know just like now once uh once the feds have one person they can lean on they will most likely get um some admission of guilt from other people from that person so yeah yeah so um i feel like that might this might be the start of that and um you know, considering who they picked up, I, I feel like he probably would uh, he would probably squeal pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to he just you know, he looks like a squealer.
0: <laughs> he, he He honestly does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we go from there to this. The, one of the uh, the the big I don't want to call it the climactic scene, but the big shock of the episode um so James is sitting with Pearl. Right. And he's giving this monologue of his mother right with a man who was rich and had a boat, had a boat living this perfect life and it's a really this is the other this is the other scene I love in this in this episode. Watching him give this speech or give this monologue about how perfect this life was knowing full well, you know, that's not what happened. Like you can tell that even as he's saying it, it's all a story. He's building this story right. to make her feel better. Yeah. And she asked at the end of it, well, did they marry? And he just says, yeah, something like that. Right. So, she knows that when he answers that you can see in her eyes, she's wanted to escape the pain that she's suffering. She's wanting right. to escape this, this hell essentially. And when he, she knows when he lies, right? Yeah. I mean, she does. And she's, I don't know. It's hard to talk about because, and I know it's a show, but it's like, it's, it's the acting. And it was so well, it was so good to me so she knows it's a lie but she wanted this right. little escape before i mean we we're going to go and i guess spoil it because it's about to happen it was she wanted an escape before the end right? right and he spills a little bit of orange on his uh shirt and he goes to wash it and in this very clear i i, I that's the best word i can describe for a clear scene all sound is shut off, except for one, right. one sound that you finally hear, and it's a gunshot right and obviously uh pearl's she's taken her life right and he he's running it and watching him um i don't know how to like watching him commit because he's seen death like this is not, James has seen death more than any of us have probably ever seen. With yeah. The horrors that he's having to witness and things like that, but this is somebody he truly cared about, right? And not only was it that he was somebody he truly cared about, she ended his life with his gun, with him there to protect her, and he was probably the last person that she ever saw. Yeah, um, the actor that I can't and I can't think of his name right now, but the actor that plays Jimmy, he did this so well, like it's, it literally, uh,
1: it's hit is his last name. Uh, Michael, 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 Michael Pitt.
0: Watching him do this is just phenomenal.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, there's not much I can add on to it because, I mean, it's a very straightforward scene. We get it. I mean, we obviously know this is going to lead to more things down the road because, well, I assume because, I mean, he's lost her. So, right.
1: uh, Yeah. And uh, um, just like you said, you can see it in the acting that he uh he obviously is pretty distraught at uh, at finding pearl this way um yeah yeah he he had feelings for her and uh, it's that's been taken away from him so and um he uh he kind of goes into that character afterwards uh he he kind of reverts back into himself um but yeah we'll we'll talk touch on that a little bit
0: yeah. later. Uh, so we go from there. We'll go back to the party. Um, so I thought this was strange. Michael Shannon is, Asia Michael Shannon, I'm sorry, Asia Michael Shannon <laughs> is leading them out, and there's press. At this yeah. Meeting, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mentioned that too. I was like, wow, they had the whole setup ready to go. Like when they walked out, it's just like today no, <laughs> where but they but set that, it up.
0: <laughs> but now that makes me wonder who called the press. I can exactly. see him doing it.
1: Yep. He did. He absolutely did. Because, like I said earlier, he's in this dwindling little department where they have to set up shop in a post office. <laughs> and he doesn't have any resources to, you know, bust all the. Uh, the places he knows there's liquor, he can't go do it because he doesn't have the resources. No. So, he he did. I absolutely believe he called the press. He set up. He called the um, the uh, women's uh, what is temperance. It called temperance, the temperance movement. movement. He called them. He he set that entire scene up so that he could get the press and the attention that he wanted in order to get the resources and and you know. Money and everything that he needs to Continue doing this so Mm -hmm. yeah Like I said just like today I feel like It was a a very well planned uh, Press event
0: Yes And so we get to see he's Taking her or uh, not taking her he's Taking um, the guy into custody uh, Mr. Neary we get to see uh, Eli make eye contact with um, Margaret Right. So obviously he's suspecting that she uh, And he knows not even suspecting He knows okay she's a part of this like, she she did something to do with this. And then we get to see the worst, the most pathetic <laughs> punch attempt in the history of ever. Go, like, goes
1: right along with uh, Eli's uh, assassin skills. <laughs> <laughs> we know how well that turned out.
0: So for an Irishman that's drunk, Eli sucks. Okay?
1: He should but have dude, landed that punch.
0: Dude, at the bare minimum, make some contact with a shoulder. Like, yeah, right? <laughs>
1: He takes a swing at Nucky and completely misses. <laughs> Look completely how misses. just like, what the fuck? He didn't even like hardly move. He like kind of swerved back a
0: little bit and he's like, what the hell was that for? <laughs> I love it. Like <laughs> It was just so good seeing that because he was just like, Eli's so pathetic right now. He's so drunk, yeah. he's so in his emotions. Not only is he drunk, he's drunk in his emotions, and he's drunk in his emotions trying to fight a sober person. Because we got to remember, Nucky is one hundred percent sober right now. Right. He's had no liquor. Because as Eli said, this is the one day out of the year Nucky doesn't drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can't even make like it's 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 pathetic. Like Eli <laughs> shows how pathetic he is right here. Finally, go into a montage. We're going into the montage. Of Mind the episode times. I want a we're Okay <laughs> We're gonna see everything that's happening uh, Angela's out uh, with, uh, Jimmy's wife Walking on the boardwalk um, She's going to meet a friend <sighs> supposedly
1: <sighs> Yeah
0: And where do we see her stopping
1: I honestly was like Son Damn it Damn it Really <laughs> she goes the fucking photographer
0: fuck it like, what, what was the words you used to describe him uh I don't remember greasy Pierce, fucking no a 20 asshole. year old uh, no it was <laughs> it was a 20 year old oh my god I wish I could um I don't oh remember oh my but, god it's the the horror movie guy oh my god
1: <laughs> oh oh a 20 year old Vincent Price
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. That this fucking oh uh, yeah, exactly. This tool,
0: this tool, this is, yeah. This tool he, uh, wishes he was in the military and all of that. So we see her Just walking on annoying along.
1: as shit. That 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 is. Jimmy was absolutely right in his in his uh you know worries about it, and she's a she's a total bitch. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> pissed me off
0: <laughs> so she's stopping there uh, we get to see uh, we'll, we'll go from there to Jillian Jillian is she's seeing the f- flaws because remember she was talking about the magazine you know do I look pretty like this girl and then we get to see her looking in the mirror she's seeing her age
1: Right, right, right.
0: so she's starting to see that she's no longer quote unquote perfect right um, cuz in the episode prior she talked about how she what the peaches are still in season or something yeah. like that. Uh so she's seeing herself like I'm she's seeing flaws within herself. Uh we get we a, also
1: see um uh Jimmy uh like I said he he kind of uh, reverse back into himself. He goes into a pretty dark state, I guess. And really uh,
0: really dark state
1: he shows up in in one of the opium dens because you know the pearl always talked about oh we, we know you need to go to chinatown and go to one of these dens and you know now that she's uh taking her own life jimmy is going to do that uh you know, number take, one see what she was talking about number two life. yeah number two get escape i guess from the reality that he's just had to go through again so
0: i agree uh Going from there, we get to see the random scene. I, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, we get to see Agent Michael Shannon smile. Yeah, that, that's what. That's what. He, so they're they're breaking open the the green beer, and it's green. Yeah, it's they're just,
1: they're clearing out the garage. And, uh, yeah, it's just super green, right?
0: It's a very, it's a very like, su- like trans translucent green, but we get right. to see Michael Shannon smile. Now, is he smiling because they're breaking open the beer or is he smiling? Cause he's like, Mrs. Margaret gave me. This? Yeah.
1: I did this for Margaret. Right. So <laughs> Margaret's going to be so happy with me.
0: That's a, Yeah. That's what I'm kind of wondering. Like it's I, cause I don't think he's smiling cause he's getting rid of the beer. So um we go from this montage then to Marker getting woken up by knocking and it's Nucky, who mind you what we what we just said is stone sober. right? Right. And he confronts her about what has just happened. And he's confronting her and he's basically saying he doesn't have time for games. He doesn't have time for, like, like, backpedaling back and forth, and he wants to know what is going on, essentially. Right. To the big moment, they lock lips. And, and yeah,
1: during a I, – I feel like during that press conference, um, when he kind of changes glances with her, it's, it's kind of a uh, – I guess he's got turned on because she – she did something she got to him yeah at that moment which like you said before nucky's not the type to you know let anything go or be had by anyone and here's this woman who he's already had feelings for because she's intelligent obviously mm-hmm. uh you know good looking woman and she got him yes. on something and uh, i feel like that's just um that it set him off, and yeah, they start going at it.
0: <laughs> now, my question is Does she like Nucky, or does she see this as a means to the end? And then vice versa Does Nucky legitimately like her, or does he see this as I need to try to keep her close to me? So I can keep a means to what's ratting me out. Well. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I honestly it could be. I don't know. But that's my thought philosophy in this.
1: Huh. I guess we'll probably find out more about that later on.
0: I no, and I imagine we will, but like, like that's, my philo- my, that's my philosophy or my thought not philosophy, yeah. that's my thought process in this is... Because one this is a TV show. We're on episode five right now, right? And this isn't. This is normally seeing something like this for TV shows. This is normally like the last episode of the season, second to last episode of the season. This is early,
1: right? Right. right.
0: Now, now there's been tension. We've been anticipating this to happen, but for it to happen. What, halfway through? Essentially, this is halfway through, right? This is halfway through the first season. It's very strange. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So now that's what makes me wonder when I'm watching. I'm like, do they legitimately like each other? I kind of feel they do because there's been this weird chemistry. I think so. But at the same time, I've seen Nucky will use people, but I've also seen Margaret. That's true. Margaret's willing to use people. Right. So, I don't know. It makes me wonder. Huh. but either way it's a big scene
1: it's yeah, a big scene yeah. no
0: matter what because it's not a hey let's do like a little romantic kiss like he's grabbing her no
1: yeah they, they, no, they're they going really, in they really get in there
0: what she sees is Steve Buscemi I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah.
1: Beth kind of said the same thing like I know it's because like his character I guess that he's supposed to be like the main interest here but it's it's Steve Buscemi.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's sexy then. It's,
1: it's, it's, Mr. it's Mr. Crazy Eyes himself. I mean, God.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. That's how the episode ends out. Um, and it, obviously the montage, it was the song as well that was sung throughout the, um, that, the, the beginning episode. So that's what we right. go out to. Um, I mean, that's all that I got for this one. Uh, did you have anything else to add?
1: No, no. It was a I feel like it was a good episode, you know, to to de- delve in more into these um character relationships and um that kind of thing. Um yeah, it was I liked it. It was good.
0: No, me too. This is honestly this is um last episode was probably my favorite one so far. This one is pretty high yeah. too though. Yeah. Yeah. Um this one's definitely this one I feel is closing up some storylines but it's also opening up for a more a bigger event i feel that there's something else right. coming along and i mean like i said we're only halfway through the first season so i can't wait to see what else happens yeah <laughs> throughout. so
1: yeah if this is is not the catalyst event then no that, there's no that's way that's probably gonna be <laughs> amazing so
0: i can't wait for it all right well that's all i have uh i want to thank you all so much for listening in um, y'all can uh, find us we are on Facebook bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast we're also on Instagram you can find us there uh, bootlegging dot podcast and um, like us follow us send us messages we're always looking for input yeah, for from real viewers
1: let Th- us know uh, let us know what's cool and what's not and yeah what I mean, we we should stop doing or whatever?
0: Yeah, we're doing this. This is I'm not getting paid for this. You know, Como Chris, you're not getting paid for this. We're I mean we're literally are, we're. Are you fest- not getting paid? Nah, man. I'm sorry. I was meant to tell you that. That's it. Yeah.
1: All those. I'm just getting. Never mind. D- 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 I didn't say anything. Don't worry <laughs> about it.
0: Free labor. Um, I'm just check. <laughs> go ahead and open my
1: check here real quick. <laughs>
0: But we're doing this for fun. This is a fun thing for us. Uh, we really enjoy it, and we're ho- we're we're glad that we're reaching out to people. So follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, it's been really
1: cool to see, uh, you know, getting followers and getting listens, and that's uh, it's been every week uh, goes fun. by, we get a couple more, yeah. and
0: I love it. It's I love everybody cool. that's out there listening to us. They care about our stupid shit that we have. To yeah, say. right. <laughs>
1: So, to all of you who actually listen to us pretty uh, weekly, thanks for uh, putting up with my ridiculous voice and and my dumb rantings. That's pretty cool. And my habitual (laughs) use
0: of the word um. So, (laughs) 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 thanks again, guys. Oh, you could also reach us on um, email if you want. Email is uh, uh, bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com. So, write us there as well. Uh, We're also on Twitter. We got a very cool Twitter. I'm still really happy. I got this bootleg underscore podcast. Oh, nice. I I don't know how I got it, man. (laughs) It's so lucky. (laughs) So we got that as well. So follow us on all those. Send us messages. Talk to us. Uh, We're always looking for input. We're more than happy to put put your input in there. Uh, Until next week, I'm going to say thanks for listening. Have a couple libations, and we're going to talk to y'all next week. Do a little chin wagging at that point, all right? life awesome nothing compares awesome. nothing to you Keaton Simons